I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. OBJ gone from the Browns. Vegas yawns. No movement in the line. Bengals favored by two and a half versus the Browns. Thursday night football. Colts won. Colts covered. What's going on with the Jets? And how good are the backups quarterbacks compared to the starter? We'll get into it. Big line move Sunday NFL. Arizona was a two and a half point favorite. Now questions about Kyler Murray. San Francisco now the two and a half point favorite. A five point move. Here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a big Friday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Wow. We got a bonus pick in the first segment from A.J. Hoffman coming up. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Now, in the second segment, it's the most popular of the week. It's when we go through every NFL game and give you either a best bet on it or a tidbit that, let's be candid, if you watch the game or bet the game or play fantasy on the game without this tidbit, you're making a mistake. He is the fan who beats the man in studio, A.J. Hoffman. Thank you, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Colts dominate on Thursday night football. OBJ gets sent packing for good, and Aaron Rodgers continues to make waves. What is the Vegas lead? Aaron Rodgers is being disagreeable? I can't believe it, right? No way. No way. (laughs) We're going to start with the Browns ending the OBJ experience slash experiment. Yeah, and apparently there's a lot of teams who are interested in his services Hmm. if and when he clears waivers. The Saints, the favorites, listed at plus 300. But hold on a second. Are these odds telling us that these teams are interested, or is it speculation the teams are interested? Uh, Reportedly interested from several teams. Okay, which teams? Uh, the uh, the top odds are the Saints, Raiders. Yeah, but that doesn't tell us I, which teams. I can't tell you exactly I just want to be careful that we're not acting I, like there's yeah. interest when we don't know where the interest is. I'm, I've read there there is reported interest from several teams, and then I found the odds. Several unnamed teams several from unnamed, unnamed sources. We've yes. got some real good data, though. Well, it's this is this is the news in general is what I'm sure. saying is that there are a lot of shortcuts taken and then it's like a game of telephone. Someone hears it and they repeat it. And then all of a sudden, no one knows who said it originally. I would I wouldn't feel great about bringing Odell Beckham Jr. into a clubhouse right now. Well, that to me, that is my lead on this. But the following. So Beckham has. A ten-plus million-dollar salary this year. Now, obviously, that's paid, or maybe not. Obviously, pro rata per game. So it's a game check. You've heard that before. Yeah, he's going to lose a game check. 
they just split it up by, I guess now it would be 17, 117ths. And then there's various like roster bonuses or whatever, but most of the money's coming week by week. All right. Is right now the Browns have chosen to cut OBJ or to release OBJ, but just 24 hours ago he was on the team. So let's think about the scenario when OBJ was on the Browns. They could have capped him and said, he's worth it. We'll pay him every week. He's worth it. Obviously, when they're saying, stay home, don't bother coming to work, it's a sign they weren't particularly happy or thinking he was adding value, at least net-net with the distractions and such. Now, at that point, the Browns very aggressively, earlier this week, tried to trade him. Because if you're going to release a guy a couple days later, you take anything. Right? Imagine if you probably, AJ, you probably brought a dry, an old dryer out to the curb, right? waiting for the garbage man to come take it. But if you, some people put on it, free to take, free to haul, right? Have you ever picked up one? Anything? No. Okay. Well, not in your younger days? No. You weren't grinding. You could have been like getting scrap metal, <laughs> like bubbles on the wire. I, I had a homeowners association. They, they wouldn't. I bet you did. Yeah. I bet you did. <laughs> Silver Spoon Junior. You're in Fez. No wonder you get along so well. But <laughs> the reality is, they were saying. But if you had that dryer out there in some hypothetical universe where you weren't, you know, growing up wealthy, is would there, well not really, but would there be a situation you think if someone knocked on the door and said, "Hey, I see you're, you're offering this for free." I want to give you 50 bucks. You'd be like, thank you, sir. Awesome. Exactly. So if, Only an idiot would do that. If the, <laughs> Well, someone, you know, maybe they want to give back. But if someone offers you something for something you're going to give away soon, you're going to take the something. So what we can assume is there were zero offers for OBJ, that no one had any interest given anything for OBJ. He had zero trade value. Okay, that's the first level of low value. But now, when you go to waivers, what is it there? Well, any team can pick him, but it's in reverse order of how good you are. So the bad teams get to you know pick first, and they'll say no, no. Like It's called a waiver claim. Well, someone put in a waiver claim. And if four teams do, whoever's the worst of those teams in the reverse order, how they do it, would get them. Odds are pretty good by all accounts there won't be a waiver claim. And there could be, but let's assume there's not. Also, if, if someone does claim him on waivers, they are then responsible for that money for the rest of the season. Yes. and That's, that's an important... It's di- a key distinction. Is that he st- He's out there on waivers with his contract intact. You're saying, do you want to pick up... It's almost like, I guess there's a mortgage and the, and the house is now up for foreclosure. You, you know, buy the house and now you just resume the mortgage. You get the house and you resume it. Okay. You get OBJ plus his contract. If he clears waivers, he is now a free agent on the market and is able to be signed for the veteran minimum or whatever he's able to negotiate to any team. There's no like order or whatever. So what do we know is we know for sure, for sure, that no team was willing to give any value to take OBJ's contract with him. None. Or the Browns would have taken it. Number two... We will know if, as most people are speculating, he clears waivers, that even if you don't have to pay anything additional to get the rights, no team would want him at the contract the Browns have been carrying him at. The Browns were comfortable with him as of last week at this number 
But if he clears waivers, no, none of the other 31 teams will want him at that number. And then the final threshold before you're like me and no NFL teams want, want you and you're on the couch <laughs> is will anyone sign him for the veteran minimum, veteran minimum or some range around there? I think likely they will. But boy, think about that. Let's just assume what's most likely is he signs with the Saints or he signs with whomever. And why don't you run down the list of the favorites? Saints, Raiders, obviously have an opening now. Mm -hmm. Ravens, Patriots, Rams, Bills, Colts, Niners are your top eight. I'm betting no to the Patriots. But, (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying they they had their endeavor with AB. I think it's probably enough for a while. Is if he signs around that vet men... It's going to tell you he was a couple levels less desired than the Browns were treating him, right? Which was a eight-figure contract. You're on the team, baby. Multiple years left on it, yep. right? And though no guaranteed money, the next couple. So actually, in a weird way, it's only a, the rest of this year, the pro rata yep. for the rest of the year that really matters. Because a team that takes him could take that contract, and they could say no thanks next year. Exactly. They have it'd be like you're assuming the contract. Good point. So not only didn't the Browns want him because they released him, and now what we're going to find out most likely is no one else wants him at that contract, and then some team's going to want him at a big discount. That is very different than the OBJ who was one of the five best receivers in the league, no doubt, for multiple years. He's only 28 years old. So I know injuries can slow a player down, but boy, the brand of OBJ and the reality are very different. Yeah, not an easy clubhouse guy to have around, and obviously, with this thing where you've got a, a, your dad is bashing teammates, you're liking his and posts. Do you think? Do you think that that dad? You know, there's been a couple good points made about that. How many dads do you know that are savvy enough to be splitting up tape with the AV? You couldn't do that. No. So, I don't know. <laughs> and it feels like it might have been a team effort. I'm just speculating. I think you're probably Allegedly. speculating correctly. So, but listen, in a weird way, I mean, the question is, does OBJ... Oh, wow. Today is his birthday, by Happy the way. Happy birthday, Odell. He's now 29. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> he hit the wall. But, <laughs> but the, his last receiver-worthy day was yesterday. But the reality is he's not what his brand has been. And forgetting the disruption and those factors, and as much as we will, you know, some people maybe on FSR want to blame Baker it feels to me like this is very similar to what was going on with Eli and the Giants. I also think the following. I don't believe the Browns made a bad process decision. Now, the end result hasn't been good. So if they could go back in time and they knew it would end this way, they probably wouldn't do it. But just like in poker, if I got four of a kind and I go all in and someone else has fours better than me, which never happens once, a, you know, whatever, did I do it wrong? No. The result was wrong. I think the result was right, because how often do you get a chance for a guard that ended up not being all that good after? You think the decision was right, not the result? Yeah, the result was bad. I don't think results can be right or wrong, right? The result was bad, but I think in general, if right, let's draw an analogy. Give me a receiver that's in his mid-20s that's one of the top five receivers in the league. 
currently yeah, right now? Yeah, they think. I mean, just pick one. CD Lamb. All right. If if you could get CD Lamb for the price the Browns paid <laughs> for OBJ, would you? Of course. That's what they did. I mean, it really was that. There was no, no trick to it. That was the trade. Now, obviously, they were taking a player with a history of disgruntledness in the locker room. But, Tyreek Hill may be another good example of that. Yeah, I, I, well, I think Tyreek is more off field. Yeah, I think he has a history, but I mean, since he's gotten to the NFL, not really, right? right? All right. So, anyway, how will it affect the Browns coming up? Well, we'll see. Because we're going to be talking about those games in a little bit. But you've got a bonus pick. I do. They come to the Breeders' Cup from every corner of the globe. The best thoroughbreds from around the world with one goal in mind, the title of world champion. Visit breederscup.com slash 2021 for more information and catch all the action live November 5th and 6th. That's today and tomorrow. The big race tomorrow, the Breeders' Cup Classic. I talked to my horse guy, RJ. You may know him. Mr. Fred Fowler. Mr. Fred Fowler. A guy who hates betting the favorite. He said, in this case, he likes big you've got to do it. Essential quality, the four horse, going off at three to one, eight of nine in his life. His only loss was at the Kentucky Derby. He went off as the favorite, got bumped hard at the start of that race, and still, so only, finished, final. still only finished one <laughs> length off the winner. So he said, this horse is by far the best horse in the field. You can't bet another horse. Essential quality, three to one. You uh, bet the hard eight for a thousand, and you pressed it for two. Did I hit it? Nah, you didn't hit it. But it was a big balls bet. All right, there it is. <laughs> AJ with his assist. That's good advice in general. You can't be an expert at everything. AJ knows he's not a horse racing expert. <laughs> the bosses say, we need a horse racing pick. I say, I don't know anything about horse racing. <laughs> he says, I know someone. I know Boom. a guy. There it is. Give the pick one more time. Essential quality at 3-1. Is essential. Essential. So, three for when you hear something like you can't bet any other horse. 3-1 sounds good. 3-1 sounds pretty good. When we come back, we're going to do a quick recap Thursday Night Football. Talk about the Jets. Then, the most popular segment of the week. One factor in every game that you will be missing something if you don't consider all that more coming up next he's rj bell i'm aj hoffman this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on fox sports radio straight out of vegas! be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app i disagree with intervention i disagree with protocol I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to go through the entire NFL slate in our most popular segment of the week, giving you one nugget from each game. And even before that, we're talking about the Jets last night, Wilson, the quarterback situation. Oomfa, as some like to say. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of your support. Thank you personally. And we'll keep working extra hard. Pick Palooza day like today to deliver winners and insight for those non-gamblers out there. You can listen to us over the weekend, catch up for the action before kickoff with our podcast. It comes out every day. You can find it on the uh, any podcast player you got. Just search straight out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip, eighty degrees. Neon is flowing. So, RJ, let's take a look at that game from last night where the Colts just run away with that. At 45-30, to 30, they beat the Jets. And if you're judging White, quarterback, from the Jets, how do you judge them? Because obviously they weren't competitive in this game. 
And just as obviously they were coming. There's a lot of garbage time, I think it's fair to say. White injured early in that game. Josh Johnson, journeyman third stringer Josh Johnson, finished off that game. So what was the split there? How many? How many? Uh, he only the first quarter. That's it. Wow. Killed my prop bet last night. Womp womp. Boy, so so that's the way to talk about your prop bet is with an excuse at the front of it. <laughs> I mean, when you bet overs, that's what happens. I know. It's another reason not to bet over. I know. Now, how did it kill your prop bet? I because you, I told you the whole the, the whole thing was I Mike you White. Said the over. Well, hold on a second. I thought you said the over was with a running or some receiver. And the receiver that they hadn't used until Mike White was the quarterback. They hadn't oh, used as so a pass catcher. Somehow, because the backup quarterback that has one career start is out, and somehow the over on a receiver goes in the toilet. I don't think that's appropriate. Okay. Now, I mean, I get where it goes against your handicap. So, like, your handicap was they have a comfort with each other. It's the Jets don't throw to the running backs unless Mike White is quarterbacking. Well, if that's the case, then why would the total have been, what was it, four and a half or something? Four five and a half. half. Well, if they were going, I said yesterday, oh, are they going on his, you know, career stats or the season stats? You go, yeah. So, apparently, they throw to him about four and a half times, typically. No, nope, they've thrown up a little bit. 17 times in the last two games mm-hmm. and less. Less than 17 in the first six. Okay, so... Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, this, right. is, this is the kind of thing we make fun of on other shows. Fair enough. L- your, but what's your record on Thursday night? It is now six and three. I think you just accept that one. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Continue with the game. Uh, one thing that's alarming if you're a Zach Wilson fan, I think, the Jets, the total points that they've scored in the five-plus games that he's been quarterbacking, 67 points the Jets have scored with him at quarterback. The two-plus games since he got hurt, they've scored 77 with journeyman backups. I mean, this is a this is an alarming stat if you're a Zach Wilson believer. Well, the thing I wanted you to say earlier, but when you jumped into your excuse making, was that Mike White's QBR in the first quarter was 91. Yeah, which is like how many McKenzie? How many 91 pluses single performances have we had this year? One second, I'll grab it. I don't think any. Maybe a couple. I think I, I, I'm going to say this: if there's more than three and a half, I'm shocked. I think if the Jets knew how Mike White was going to play in the short sample size that he's played so far, they wouldn't have traded for Joe Flacco because we talked about it. Joe Flacco being a scratched off lottery ticket. Mike White seems like there's real potential there. Now, Flacco's not a scratched off lottery ticket. He's a lottery ticket that's yellowed with age <laughs> and to the point where you pick it up, it crumbles. Not it was to, a winner you should have cashed in 10 it, years well, ago. They did. They did with the Super Bowl. <laughs> that that thing done got cashed and it's been not, it didn't hit twice. In a, lightning did not strike twice in a row. But I thought you were going to say with Mike White, they might not have wanted him to play because it's going to cause so much jibber-jabber about Zach Wilson. Guys like you would come up with stats like you had just a second ago. I think it's going to happen anyway. Mike White expected to be back next week. and I think. What I'm saying is if they didn't play him, it wouldn't happen. Well, no. (laughs) Right? So what I'm saying is that's an interesting question. If you're the Jets, are you happy that it seems like you may have another asset? The theory is, regardless, if you play him, if he's your backup, if you trade him, if he's tradable, Mike White's now a greater asset than he was a month ago. Agree? Agree completely. So you would think any organization wants more assets. But do they if this causes there to be more criticism, more scrutiny 
on the evolution of Wilson? That's a that's a really interesting question. I would say. Well, that's I, a, that, I mean, you, you could have not heard what I said. And obvious, say that. Obviously, <laughs> you want your number two overall pick to succeed, but oh boy, did you get that for the video cutout. Yep. You want your number one. You but if Mike White, if Mike White is better, that's great news, right? Is it? When the Seahawks, who was what was the quarterback that the Seahawks drafted or uh, tra- traded for? And then they drafted Russell Wilson the same year. Matt they paid Flynn. Matt Flynn. They paid big money for Matt Flynn. Do you not think they were happy that their mid-round draft pick was better than the guy they just paid a bunch of free agent dollars to? But here's the thing. It's a good analogy. Russell Wilson ended up being a top five quarterback. Most people feel like the Mike Whites of the world can never be that because they have physical lim- – you know, if you look at a Minshew, Minshew, Gardner – comma Gardner, went, <laughs> he overperformed by a significant margin in his career so far. He still got traded for a six-round pick. You know why? Because people don't believe Minshew can be a starter. He doesn't have the tools, the minimum tools. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying probably is right. Okay, He's probably a hell of a backup. But backups only play a game or two at a time, typically, or a quarter at a time, and that's the defense can't zero in on their weaknesses. Now, the question is with Mike White, if this lasted a fifth, sixth, seventh game, now you can start saying maybe his limitations we perceived weren't true. But he was undrafted, right? Fifth-round pick Fifth by round. the Cowboys. Years, how many years? Uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. So when you're like almost 30 years old at this point and you're getting your, you know, to some degree it feels like that's been a decision already made. So now you might have a slightly better or a better backup, but he's probably not a starter. But if your backup quarterback hurts your starter, don't you get rid of the backup quarterback? Or would you rather not even have him? Right? Because isn't that the whole Tim Tebow thing? Or wasn't that the whole Cam Newton thing, that you can't have a celebrity backup? Now, this isn't a celebrity, but why can't you have a celebrity backup? Because the scrutiny on the starter who's evolving is going to be too, it's going to be negative. See, that's the thing. I don't know the answer. But I do agree the Jets want their number two pick in the draft to do well. I do agree with that well, one. Thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer either, but I, I, I would assume you want as many good players as you can have. The, and if Mike White turns himself into a trade asset, all the better. So speaking of good, how many quarterbacks performed, and again, this was for one quarter, above 91 this season? Eight games above 90, it just grabbed about one a week this good. One a week is good as Mike White. That is his name. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. I heard a lot of talk about the Jets or the Jets or the Jets. You know, like this, of course. It's like, who are the Jets, though? Other than the GM, other than the coaching staff, you know, other than the ownership group. It's like the Browns. You can make a case the Browns are the same old Browns. You would expect this to happen. I just don't understand what that is, right? Is it, wouldn't you say the Jets have almost – I mean, I guess they got some of the same players, but they got rid of their quarterback. I mean, and for the most part, it's ownership because it's a whole new coaching staff too. Okay, so how does ownership – I get where ownership can affect teams by being too quick to fire people, though they thought they they were too slow to fire gays. And I get the whole, oh, the Jets' ownership has had some connection to the Trump administration because of the ambassadorship, and some people are going to think, oh, they must be dumb. 
Come on now. The billionaires that own the team aren't that dumb, typically. Probably not. So, my, I mean, some could be. I like to meet them so I can take them for money, but to get a poker game with them. You should them. meet Cal McNair. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> but again, when it's generational wealth, it's a different story, yeah. right? I don't, I mean, was, uh, was the Jets like handed down from their father? That I don't have an answer to. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and the funny thing is, those people are typically pretty smart too, because they got—I mean, not brilliant, but often the second generation seems a little doofusy. But they usually went to the best school, like you know, like George W. Bush. Clearly not a genius by any stretch, but he went to Harvard, Yale, and maybe even if he got kind of in because of his name, he still were in those classes. Yeah, those we, guys, we know some guys who have been to Yale. So. Well, not Ben. He graduated from <laughs> Yale and an elite mind. I mean, a very erratic, you know, it's weird. You know, the funny thing about McKenzie is, and let's give him credit, it's been, you know, what, two years he's been here almost, I think. And is that right, McKenzie? Yeah, two years and two months. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I forgot the anniversary. But he just started selling picks, right? Our best guys get to sell picks. It took him two years to reach that level. And he had like a, it was like there was this repressed desire. It was almost like a lot of people were somehow at some non co ed summer camp. For like two years, waiting to buy McKenzie, and when when they got unleashed onto New York City, it was just like a lot of fornication. But in this case, the analogy is buying McKenzie was the release, and of course, he won. He hit a home run. Well, he won in NBA. They don't know home runs. I mean, McKenzie <laughs> hit a home run with his pick. Okay, that's AJ Hoffman. I'm RJ Bell. McKenzie now a star. You can check him out at pregame.com. Okay. Let's get to let's do the let's do our most popular segment. Let's start it out then. Miami minus five and a half at home against the Houston Texans. All right. First question is as we predicted, it was a disaster what Miami did publicly. And I even heard after the fact the owner of the Dolphins is on the phone. On the phone with Watson. I mean, think about that. For I, I didn't hear of owners calling potential trade targets. Isn't target. that tampering? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That's got to be. I think you can't make a public comment. I don't know. I don't know those rules. But, boy, what was our prediction? Our prediction was that if they don't get Watson, that all of this public courting of him would have blowback, ramifications. The question is, as a favorite Miami How's Tua feeling? How's the rest of the team feeling? I think it's a big question mark, and I'm not sure it could be good. I think the best thing it could be would be net neg- or net neutral. Net neutral would be the best. On the other hand, Tyrod Taylor back. His stats beginning of the year, shockingly good. Those stats, shockingly good. Was it a short sample size aberration? I don't know. Big upgrade. The market says about three and a half points of extra value for Houston. And that might not even be enough, given how bad Davis Mills has been. Or it could be too much. Dallas, minus 10, home against the Broncos. Okay, so I'm going to make that my best bet. So that will be right around 648 Eastern. Baltimore Ravens, minus 6, home against Minnesota. Okay, this is a X's and O's you got to keep your eye on. Baltimore blitzes as much as anyone. Kirk Cousins, he's got his flaws, but one of them is not trouble with the blitz. He blitz, he handles the blitz exceptionally well this year especially. I tend to like the over in this game. Over with a lot of points because I think Minnesota's going to score. 
And if you actually look at Minnesota's defense, when it comes to how many yards a team gains before contact, which means, hey, that's, that's just wide open schematically, whatever, they actually are at the bottom of the league defense against the run. So you know Baltimore can run. You know Lamar can run. Denver's going to do – or check that. Minnesota's going to do well against the Blitz. I see a lot of points in that game. New England Patriots minus three and a half at the Carolina Panthers. By the way, the over-under on the Ravens game was 50 – or is 50. So I like over 50 in that game. Okay, New England, we know and we've been talking about it all year, Belichick versus young quarterbacks. So with P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger, I think is what he goes by, he <laughs> – he is a second-year NFL player. McKenzie, the new star, what does that tell us historically? Since 1990, Belichick, over the last 30 years as a head coach, 65% ATS against first- and second-year quarterbacks, over 107-game sample. So 107-game sample, well over 60%. I can't play Carolina. Go ahead. You know why Darnold's not playing, right? He's afraid of the ghosts. <laughs> he doesn't want any ghosts. I mean, listen, when someone is the one that unleashes the ghost, you don't want to see him again. I mean, I heard he's leaving town. I, I wouldn't blame him. One point one QBR in that last in that game against the uh, the Patriots. Where my name is Casper. He's nowhere to be found. No, gone for good. The Bills, minus 14 and a half at the Jags. Oh, this is my best of the week. <laughs> so what I'm going to do in classic radio fashion, I'm going to give it to you in just a moment. First, though. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. I, we teased it, but here it is. There's something, and some of you probably heard of this, the Manning cast curse so there's been six players that have appeared on the manning cast active players those players to date in the next game owen six straight up they've lost every game they're winless owen six against the spread so it wasn't like oh they were big favorites and they won by a little bit and against the spread margin ats margin they've lost by an average of 11 and a half points a game so it, those six players, about 80, let's think about this, about 70 points, they've fallen short of the spread. Well, yes, or last week on Monday, you might remember, Mr. Josh Allen was on. How do you, all joking aside, how do you consider, I consider that quite seriously. I do not consider that serious. Really? Like, like it's, it's like the Madden curse. Do you consider the well, Madden curse? But there curse? was no math behind the Madden curse. There was some sense, oh, this guy, he stubbed his toe or he ended up uh, getting divorced. So it was, I mean, come on. Like this is, we're saying there's six, but because by definition, if you're on that telecast on Monday, what aren't you doing? You're not. You're, you're not, not preparing. Yeah, you're not being ready. Yeah. So it means, you know, I said it when Brady was on. I go, boy, it doesn't seem like he's real focused right now, does it? No. I don't think he – and listen, that's not some quick five-minute radio hit. they got to set up cameras. No, you're right. <laughs> and, well, the Bills are 14-and-a-half against Jacksonville. Now, don't you think it's fair to say if there's any team that you might say, you know, I don't need to really be focused this week? Yeah, you could probably – you'd probably think, oh, I can rest up a little bit here. This is all a test to see if you're going to irrationally defend the Bills. I'm not. 
You just did. No, I'm not. You said, <laughs> you said this is a non-factor. No. 70 points in six games are relevant. Well, but I mean, some of those are like the, the tight ends. And I mean, it doesn't matter. It's the whole, you don't think the team's watching? And Gronk doesn't matter? By definition, if you're on that cat, you're, you're a big name player. That is true. You've been trying to knock it. You keep trying to knock it down. It doesn't work. All right, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, we're going to finish up the last couple games and my best bet and AJ's best bet. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's jump right back into it. Cincy minus two and a half hosting the Cleveland Browns. All right. How much does OBJ affect the disruption? This isn't just some malcontent in the locker room. This is the quarterback being questioned and players on the Browns actually liking on Instagram the post from the father. So this feels like an example of a split locker room. Since he favored by two and a half, says these are even teams. I'm not sure with Cleveland and all the distractions, they're even with Cincinnati. Vegas minus three at the New York Giants. Speaking of distractions, I mean, the Raiders get A-plus marks, A-plus how they reacted on the field to Gruden's disgrace and departure. Now, some could say as bad, worse, where it's a player that people cared about. He made a mistake, obviously. It could be a likely will be a life changer. And it certainly was for the victim. And how does this team affect, you know, is this the straw that breaks the camel's back? The fact that the Raiders are favored by three here, which was the opening number. Well, yeah, the Giants have some COVID issues, but man, the market's not thinking there's much disruption with the Raiders. If you listen to what Carr said, I think it's very possible there's a lot of disruption with the Raiders. Saints minus six hosting the Falcons. Okay, so Sean Payton has a history. When a player has any kind of achievement, any kind of record they're going to break, he likes to get them started fast and get it out of the way or just get it for him, whatever it is, it happens a good bit. So what we have here is Mark Ingram traded from the Texans, was with the Ravens before that, but he was with the Saints before that. He's only 68 yards away from being the career rushing leader for the Saints. And we got an example where historically how he's done that, Brad. Yeah, most recently in week six, Kamara was close to setting the record. Peyton fed him, got him to be the fastest player to reach 3,000 rushing yards and 3,000 receiving yards in 66 games. It's a little known fact, but Brad is a computer. He's AI. And I, boop, boop, boop. yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, but it works, I think. It works. Power him down and start him back up, McKenzie. <laughs> uh, Chargers minus one and a half at the Eagles. I might just start doing segments as Brad, <laughs> what it does to the Ray. And then next, <laughs> this is a matchup edge big time. This probably was my second best bet, and that's with Philadelphia. What does Philadelphia do well when they can run? Well, we saw it against the Falcons. We saw it last week against the Lions, even though A.J. loved, loved the Lions last week. Is that correct, A.J.? It, it is correct. Luckily, you're winning a lot. But <laughs> what happened? Philadelphia blew them off the ball, and they kept running and running and running. Well, the Chargers might be 
and some would say by design, the worst rushing defense in the NFL. I think Philly does well against that. I like the Eagles there. Chiefs minus seven, hosting Green Bay. This is a good lesson on the value of an elite quarterback. If you look at it, Aaron Rodgers is worth about seven and a half points. It is interesting to note that when he got hurt years ago, he was worth about 10 points. That was the most valuable any quarterback has ever been in the history of the NFL. Now, Aaron Rodgers, with the current backup of Jordan Love, seven and a half points of value. Niners now minus two hosting Arizona. Another quarterback tidbit, but this is about injured quarterbacks and when it matters the most. Kyler Murray, last year he looked great for quite a while. Then he hurt his shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder. But this season went in the toilet for him. Why? Because running is so important to his game. Well, when he's hurt, he's not inclined to run. Here, I heard calf, I heard ankle. Which one are you hear? I've heard ankle as well. Okay. Either way, it's a lower extremity, as they say, and it's going to affect his mobility and certainly his ability to run or his willingness to run. And the line change has been – he may not play because there's been a five-point line move. San Fran was the underdog by two and a half. Now they're the favorite by two and a half. But even if Murray plays – Be careful with Arizona. L.A. Rams, minus seven, hosting Tennessee. This is a game I'm going to give a bonus pick here. A bonus pick. If you can get an alternative line, which means lay lay 10.5 with the Rams, lay 14.5 with the Rams, get a jumbo number, but you want a big payout. That's the way these lines work. Because I believe if Tennessee gets down, they're in big trouble. It's questionable or not if the play action is going to work without – the big man Henry. But if it doesn't and they get down by 10 or so entering the fourth, it could be a disaster because it's going to be hard to play action anyway. And now it's been proven it's not working regardless. So I don't love the Rams laying the seven, but I love t- the Rams laying a jumbo number because I think this is what you call a fat tail. There's a lot of potential for this to be a blowout. Only one game left, RJ. My best bet. Your best bet. Announce it. All right, here we go. The Dallas Cowboys, minus 10, hosting the Denver Broncos. All right, value, 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 the Denver Broncos. The sense is, oh, this is a sign the Broncos are giving up on the year because they traded Von Miller. But you know what? The trade was so advantageous to Denver. Miller, Von Miller's contract at the end of the year, he was done with Denver. This was it. They had him for a half a season left. For a defensive player for a half a season, they're getting a second and third round pick. Now, I know there's a financial element where they're paying the bill. They were going to pay the bill anyway. So, Denver in general, unless Fangio's already out the door, which I don't think he is, I think this team's going to play extra hard. And there's a premium on this, or at least as hard as they would otherwise. There's a premium on Dallas right here. And because of that, getting doubles, Dallas is good. They just had that big TV win. Is Dak 100%? I don't know. Denver plus 10, best bet. AJ, you've been hot generally. You got your best bet. Yep, Auburn plus four and a half against Texas A&M. Calzada played his best game of the season against Alabama. Calzada? The Texas A&M quarterback. Since then, not so good again. Mizzou and South Carolina, two of the worst defenses in the SEC. He's been a 51% passer, 167 yards. Bo Nix playing great football. Ole Miss, one of the the great offenses in the country, Auburn held them down last week. They're playing really great on both sides. And Auburn's seen great defenses already, Penn State and Georgia already. They won't be overwhelmed. Auburn plus four and a half. Auburn plus four and a half. Best bet from AJ. All right, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. What's your best bet in the NFL? Just give me the team. The Ravens. 
Really? You're not afraid of how Cousins died? You don't like Cousins, though. I don't like Cousins. I mean, you just, you just, I mean, you realize Zimmer has one of the best ATS for I know he does. All right. He's all also right. The, the favorite for next coach to be fired now. Well, I mean, sometimes geniuses are not recognized in their time. <laughs> if you missed any of today's show, including... Oh, that Manning cast stat? Ooh. And AJ trying to go against it because he loves the Bills? You can't miss that. Check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And every Monday, we tell you what the wise guys, the sharps are saying and how the squares are squawking. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!